Well, it's season two of the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast. Some said this day would never come. What are they to say now? Big thanks to everyone tuning in. Our podcast reaching to the highlands of Syracuse and Chestnut Hill down through Pittsburgh, veering west to South Bend and Louisville, traveling through the infamous Triangle, trickling down through Clemson and Greenville, either or, to Atlanta, and then at long last reaching all the way down to Tallahassee and Miami, where we club out. Our epicenter is in Virginia. Glad to be back. I'm your host, Luke Neer, sports anchor, reporter, and host by profession on the UVA Beat with an eye on the ACC. The views expressed on this podcast are my own and, and are no way affiliated with the outlets I'm associated with. Taylor Pilkington is here on my left at the round table. We were frenemies last season. Maybe that'll change this year. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe We've we'll got be friends. geography and disclaimers now in our intro. Wow. That's right. Uh, we might be friends this year. We might Whoa. be just straight enemies. Good to have you back, sir. That's right. Welcome. Glad to be here. Let's go. Glad to see that you still have a Metro hairstyle also. Yeah. Yeah. Still sporting Stylish. Up. And then there's Guthrie, who, if you remember, disappeared into the shadows late in the tournament last year. He was absent for the full, I don't know, final couple episodes. But his heart has now mended after the Elite Eight, and uh, he's ready to be biased again. Uh, He's got his Kool-Aid right next to him at the round table, and he's ready to go. Guthrie, good to see you. Glad to be back. I'm super excited for this season. It's crazy that it's almost here. And then finally... (laughs) Vegas Mike Jaffe, complete, aye, 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 aye. He, he completes the round table. We announce him last, um, just like they do in starting lineups. Um, right. When the star player goes down the high five line last, he's coming off a banner year. He wears UNC shorts. He saw so many things coming. Episode. He saw so many things coming last year. He said Michigan State would not get to the round of 32. He was right. He said Dylan Brooks would celebrate all over Duke and Coach K. He was right. And he and his associate put a flyer on Villanova at 10-1, to right, Mike? To win the NCAA tournament. That's right. Check the Twitter feed. We have the proof. Look, Mm. guys, it's good to be back. I missed you all. I missed our listeners. Let's do this, man. 2017. How are you going to top last year? You were all over last year. You know, I I feel like... When you when hard work meets uh, preparation and you can just kind of put everything together, I feel like that's where we were last year. That's where we're going to be going forward. This this podcast is where it's at, and I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm here to moderate. And also, if you listen to the teaser, the preview of season two, that was Taylor and Mike. Who knows what they were doing that night? But I'm back, <laughs> I'm back here to save the credibility so of this things. podcast. Uh, I had to do a triple take when I listened to that preview you guys put out. Um, but I did indeed hear Taylor and Mike off the leash. Taylor predicting a Virginia Tech double buy in the ACC tournament, and then Mike <laughs> following that did up. Did I say that? You did. And then Mike following it up by talking about Clemson in the top four, led by Jaron Blossom. Game. I'm not familiar with Jaron. Who's Jaron? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jaron? See, that was what you heard was probably my deep uh, missing of Jordan Roper. I think that w- that's what that was. So I was just kind of rolling those two first names into one. I don't know who Jaron is. But <laughs> yeah, that was ludicrous. So, so we're here to save it. With the four of us together, we're going to save it, and we're going to have some preseason chatter. We're going to talk about storylines that occurred in the offseason. And, uh, yeah. So let's just get into it, guys. And then we're gonna. What else we're gonna do on the podcast? We're gonna go team by team. We're gonna start at the bottom of the ACC preseason poll, voted on by the media. We're gonna start at the bottom and work our way all the way up to the top tier. So, and also this year, uh, a couple announcements. Here's our our dealio this year. We're gonna be better at tracking predictions. We're gonna be better at tracking our picks, not only in the non conference but especially in the ACC season. So what we're gonna do 
is we're going to have an imaginary kitty. Uh, we'll call it a, a thousand imaginary dollars. And well, we're, we're calling gonna, it a million dollars. Imaginary. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> you're just making math more difficult for me. You know, you can, I mean, Guthrie's here. He can calculate that stuff like on a whim, but I can't, you know. But we're going to start with a thousand, you know, imaginary dollars. And we're going to track the entire year how well we do with that kitty, okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to make picks on the line because pff, what else would you do? can't just pick things straight up. That's, that's ridiculous. You have to pick on the spread. And we're going to track how we do. And when the four of us come to a consensus on a game on a given week, we are going to allocate a certain amount of our kitty to that certain pick. And we're going to track how we do. We're going to see if we multiply or we're going to see if it just evaporates. My first prediction, bankrupt by January. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My, my first prediction it. is not a single bet is placed because none of us can come to a consensus on anything. You might be right. But you know what? Since it's an imaginary kitty, we can always reload, guys. <laughs> like, right. it's, oh, it's 2017. Let's reload our imaginary. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's something in store this year. But let's talk about preseason chatter. That's where I want to begin this podcast, okay? Because there were a lot of off-season storylines and a lot of storylines that developed right after March and... Something I don't want to start with is, this is a broad question that's been thrown out there about the Atlanticos Conference is, how many teams can make the tournament this year? And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of media people, and I mean actual media people there, who are saying the ACC can get 10, some saying 11 teams in the tournament. I think that's ludicrous to discuss. Right, the the 11 team uh, marker is the record, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, for a single East. conference. Uh, mm. So look, I, that's I not happening. There's it's some precedence. There's, like there's some precedence. There's some precedence because of how strong the ACC has been in the past two years in the tournament. I mean, they have been the most dominant dominant conference in the history of college basketball over the past two seasons in terms of record in the NCAA tournament. So I think people are starting to recognize that ACC is by far the best conference in the country, and to get, get eleven yeah, teams know. does not we seem know. does not seem out of the norm. It's out it's of the so norm. Out it's not happening. I mean, I would love for it to happen, but it's just not going to happen. Especially when you consider that to to make that work, every team would have to destroy in the non-conference, and then also all the schedules would have to even out. So you can't have yeah. – it would really hurt the possibility of having 11 teams if you have one team that, you know, beats almost everybody in the ACC. Or, you know, you have to yeah, you couldn't have up some conference wins. You couldn't have, like, a 16-2 and two and a 15-3 and three team at the top of the conference. And there are a lot of ACC teams, and this is mainly due to their coaches who dog the non-conference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how come the ACC hasn't won the Big Ten Challenge in how many years? What have gone on six years, yeah, five it's an years? Insane, insane. Yeah, I mean, there've been some draws and there are ties, but I mean, you just look at look at a team like NC State, NC State, State. is the classic right. I'm example. Looking at their They're the case right example now. of they dog the non-conference and then they'll come around in March <laughs> last year. Well, we're gonna get to them. Last year was an anomaly. I don't know if it was an anomaly, but it was a train wreck for them. But we're uh, yeah. So we're gonna go over some teams, more off-season storylines. Grayson Allen popped up in a lot of interviews. Projected as the ACC Player of the Year by the media, some people are thinking National Player of the Year. I don't know. Discuss. Oh, baby K. Everybody, everybody hates this guy. First of all, what's up with that? He, nobody's going to bring more media attention this year than Grayson Allen. I think that uh, it's a big boost, obviously, to your Player of the Year chances to be the preseason pick. I mean, it, it's a big boost. He can, he can be just 
almost as good as you would need to be, and he'll still be the front runner because he plays for Duke and because he's been the pick for so long. Um, yeah, I would say also comparatively against his counterparts in the ACC, there are not a lot of strong point guards uh, defensively in the he's ACC. He's not a point so guard, though. I, I think he'll be playing a lot of point this year. I think with uh, Thornton leaving, I think that he'll he'll carry the ball up the court and distribute quite a bit. Um, I. I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, I don't think he's the best player in the country, though, but that's obviously so not I'm with you. what people vote on for AP Player of the Year. Yeah, and people fail to look at field goal percentage for some reason mm-hmm. in the voting. I don't right. know why. <laughs> we embrace advanced metrics here on the podcast. Right. We we're don't a just friend, look at we're a friend of the palm. We don't look at a point total and say, oh, but I mean, I think Grayson Allen had a lot of Allen Iverson-esque games last year. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. It's a little, I was a little confused at so all the So you mean the, that as an insult, but I take that as a huge compliment. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah, nobody had a better Hall of Fame speech than AI. I mean, the, the best was the, all the stories that came out about him being late to get his jacket, you know, and Shaq was kind of, like, upset. I just, I love that guy. I just, I just imagine him, like, just hanging out, you know, in Virginia Beach or, Bad you know, comparison. Native, that's right. Bad comparison by me, because I know we all love AI. I should have said maybe he's the Rudy Gay he was he was a little bit of Rudy Gay last it's year. It's not an exciting comparison. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably I'm more just, accurate. I, I'm I'm down to earth on Grayson Allen. I think I don't think he was even the best player of that Duke team, but we're gonna get there eventually. That was an off season storyline. Any others, guys, that popped out to you? Certainly, the Louisville uh, ongoing scandal going on. The the self self imposed ban. It looks like it's accomplished. It's mm-hmm. it's. It's looked like it's accomplished its goal and that they are not going to get punished very hard. Right. And, and it's even looks like the NCAA will make a new rule to prevent this sort of self-imposed ban from, or at least there's talk that they will make a new rule to prevent a self-imposed ban from, you know, influencing the NCAA from making their own yeah. punishment, which I think is amazing. Just the fact that if you're Patino and you can pretty much, what a power move to be like, nah, I'll take care of it and completely avoid any any sort of well, uh, real NCAA punishment. It's been done before in the ACC. I know. I, it's funny that this is like the straw that's, I guess it's not funny, but this seems to be the last one where it's very clear that it's worked so well that they're going to have to step in and do Well, so. this year we're not going to go on a witch hunt I think the NCAA or North Carolina or anybody crazy. like that because, yeah, come on. Yeah, I know. We're worried about lines, guys. Not kidding. Right, right. Okay. No, I don't care if the kids go to class at all. <laughs> I mean, student we, we joke about that, but quotes. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> am on your side about that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Jaffe doesn't care. <laughs> you just don't care. Was there any other preseason chatter? Well, I, here's something I thought I found amusing was the the hot take stir the pot topic of can Duke go undefeated this year, which is ludicrous. That amused me for a little bit. Uh, Zero and chance. yeah, there's there's no chance that Kentucky teams you can't replicate that what Kentucky did I don't think or what Indiana did in the Bob Knight year way back in the day that was the only other preseason headline that I think stood out so all right with that said should we go over the teams should we do it let's do it let's, let's go right let's in. go we'll bottom start from it. bottom to the top is that the format Starting you want that's from how the bottom. we do that's, okay. how, that's where we start okay the last place team the media believes that the last place team this year will be the Boston College Eagles finishing at. 15th in the league. They did not win a game last year in conference play. Oh, that's hard to do. Would have been at least one in 17 in the SEC. I mean, (laughs) statistically, isn't it just as impressive to not win a single game as it is to winning all your games? No, No, not really. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's that impressive. I mean, if you put me out there and said, "Can 
can you not win a game this year? I could absolutely execute that. I think all four of us could. You sign us up, put us in uh, maroon and gold, and we can make that happen. Let's go over the Boston College Eagles. Who's going to lead us here? Uh, so I did a little research on the me. Eagles. Let's hear it. Uh, That's so about Jim, as much Jim, research Jim, as you need to do. Jim Christian, <laughs> third Guthrie year. flew up to Boston. Did Let's not get crazy here. the ground hey, but Remind me, what's that burrito bar you liked in Boston? Do you remember? Oh, uh, El Pallone. El, El Pallone. Pallone. Okay. That's El as far Pallone as I got burritos. into my Boston College research. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, so they they lost Eli Carter, like we talked about a little while ago. Clifford, also okay. also gone. Oh, Dennis so Clifford. Ret- that's returners. A big, so no big red dog this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no big red dog. Jerome Robinson's coming back. He was hurt some of last year. He's good. He's he's pretty good. Nice take. A- I mean, I'm just saying he is like the bright spot for me last year. I was like, oh, this guy could be good down the road. Yeah. AJ, AJ Turner also coming back. Yeah. They also have a transfer, Connor Connor Tava. I think that's how you pronounce that. Transfer from Western Michigan. He's a grad student. Mm. I I I, nice. I see lots of playing time in his future. Yeah. Um, because I don't really see much else on the roster. Um, can, we get to have, a, can we get to the real question? Sure. Why is Jim Christian still employed? Oh, I know. 20 and 44 Why is he over still his employed? past two years. Like, uh, I mean, Donahue is looking like John Wooden in comparison, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm looking out for you BC fans up there. I know we have some listeners. How many, I don't even know what his contract looks like or anything, but how long do you think they give him? Uh, they, I, I don't know. The leash might be like a Clifford dog leash. <laughs> Big? Yeah. Okay, I mean, if you, red, you didn't okay, win a game last year and it wasn't your first year. And you're still around? Yeah. I don't know. Boston College, final thoughts to anybody else? Are they going to win a game in the ACC? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Are they gonna, let's let's I think do so. the over-under on gonna the win total number of wins. Yeah, this that? is something else we're going to do. We're going to go through every team. We're going to look at what they did last year, their win total, and we're going to project if they go over or under that win total. Do you guys want to do it for the entire schedule or just the ACC schedule? Uh, let's, do the, like. let's do the entire schedule. Let's do the entire Yeah, okay. I think that, that'll that give people a better idea because, you know, for instance, ACC had 11 20 win teams last year, just to put the total win uh, number in context with what we're about to say. So um, just, just so you know that, my prediction is that Boston College does not win 20 games. Uh, <laughs> but but the the total Strong. record, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really putting it out there. I think they'll win more games than they did last year, and I actually don't have the exact win total in front of me. Who's got this? They, got, they won seven that. games last year. They won so, seven? Yeah, Ooh, they won I'll seven. I'll take the over. All non-conference. It's, they actually have a relatively challenging non-conference schedule, I'd say, they on, on their slate. Relatively. Relatively. I mean, they play Providence. Providence, Kansas State, and Kansas State is not going to be as bad, I, I think. I but anyway, we can talk. Well, you just you just finished up their the tough part of their non. Well, also Harvard. That's not that's yeah. not easy. Yeah, Auburn. And, that's a Power Five team. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, we we can talk about. It's we're not like, very we're good, like, but still, we spent five. about four minutes already. Talking I, about yeah, Boston I know, College. I know. We we go. Anyway, basically, so deep into Boston College. Basically, I I think it's going to be a struggle for them to pick up a W this year. Yeah. I'll I'll say right in now, the league, gonna, in the league, okay. in the league. I'm going to chime in right now with the Ken Palm projections. He's got him up. He tweaked his methodology a little bit this year. Hopefully he can come on and talk to us a little bit about that. He projects Boston nice. College to win 11 games this year and not win a single game in the ACC. Ooh. So I'm going to take the over on so Ken's the, numbers. So, uh, Georgia so wait Tech a minute. is really wait, they're, bad. So they're sweeping the non-conference? Is that what he's saying? Uh, I think I'm just reading his 
And there might be a flaw. We well, might need to talk to Ken about this. I think his, there might be a flaw in the new algorithm. His his me- it doesn't <laughs> take doesn't into, make any sense. It doesn't really take a you know each individual game win loss and then add right. them all up. It right. takes like overall what are the odds? The odds are they're going to win eleven games. Here are the most likely ones they win. Here are the most mm-hmm. likely ones they lose. So. Mm-hmm. You might have been hanging out with Buzz too often this summer <laughs> to talk to him about that. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go slide over. I think they would have given the ACC this year because you know what? They played Georgia Tech, who's our next team to examine. Everybody gets one. They're gonna pick up one win, right? They got Georgia pick Tech. Up one that's what you think. Who'd they lose last year? Wait, everybody: Marcus Georges Hunt, Adam Smith, Charles Mitchell, who we loved. Oh, Chuck, Nick Jacobs, <laughs> and James White. So, pretty much. All new faces. I'm not familiar with pretty much any of their newcomers. Jackson, I guess, is... I, I don't know. Who who makes the cover of this program? Like the Georgia Tech Passner. media program? Yeah, Josh Passner. Okay, we're going to get Clearly. to Josh. I yeah, have man. lots of thoughts on Josh. So, uh, <laughs> so I just I, I saw this headline. Josh Heath, like the one person I probably recognize on the Georgia Tech roster. Right. Suspended for four games. He was probably playing golf or something. So yeah. their first four. Tatrick J- yeah. okay. Jackson's got to be up there. And Quentin Stevens. Yeah, Quentin Stevens. Oh, I remember Quentin Stevens. Quentin yeah, Stevens right. is the man. Yeah. Can he ben shoot? Lammers? Did, he, did he learn how to shoot? No, no. He, he's, he's only hit 32% of his threes last year. I doubt that he learned to shoot between uh, then and now. But and, you never know. And he, he's, he's good at getting the basket. And like the ones he made, like banked in. I feel like he had a mm-hmm. lot of... There's a lot of backboard in those threes. Right. I mean, Adam I'm Smith, worried about this team. They I'm lost sorry, arguably the fans. they lost arguably the best shooter in the ACC last year with Adam Smith. I, he may have actually been second in the league in three point uh, field goal percentage behind London Prontes. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Yeah. But, but he he was an excellent right. shooter. So I don't know how they're going to be able to stretch the floor or or score. Yeah. Uh, that's and really then they what got, I'm worried about. They got Ben Lammers at center. Right. We remember him from last year. Mm-hmm. Kind of a lummox. Can we mm. say he's a lummox? That's a little harsh because I, I want him to little do bit. well. I'm rooting for him. But yeah, a little bit. A little bit plotting. He should be their best rebounder. And then uh, the they other lose guys, so many minutes. Jordan. They lose all. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's Josh, this team is going to be terrible this year. I'm sorry, but I have to call a spade a spade. Let's talk about Josh Pastner. Okay, Josh Pastner. He's a young coach, which makes him an attractive hire because everyone's trying to find the next up and cover. He was at Memphis, who had a good name. So Georgia Tech probably thought, well, they got rid of Brian Gregory. Bless his heart. God bless Brian Gregory. But, I mean, he had a tough go in Atlanta. And I actually think he did a decent job of last year's team. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he was he was let go because of his prior buildup. And last year was just it's like, oh, resume, we, yeah. this guy's on contract. Let's just get rid of this last year, and then we'll go in a new direction. Josh Pastner, I think he should be able to recruit and that was the main reason why Gregory was let go. But Josh Pastner, I suppose, is going to be more attractive maybe to some of the Georgia talent. And Taylor Shickey, you said? I mean, well, I just, anytime... They've got a fancy new stadium? Right. But anytime the scouting report on a coach is, oh, he should be able to recruit, he's a good recruiter, Yeah. but, and then that but is followed by a deep silence because really he's not a great in-game coach. Mm, warning sign. So I talked to a Memphis beat writer one time when I was at the NCAA tournament, and I had a nice long conversation with him in the hotel lobby getting the complimentary breakfast. And his take was, his problem with Josh Pastner was he didn't like his staff. He said he surrounded himself with a bunch of assistants who wouldn't necessarily challenge him, or he didn't really have an old head. 
didn't really have an old head on the staff. I don't know what his staff's going to look like at Georgia Tech, but that's a little bit worrisome. If you're a young coach and you don't have an old head to challenge you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, not you, good. You need those people to check you all the time. And he I mean, didn't have one Can't of those. be surrounded by yes men. Yeah, exactly. That being said, mm. I mean, he did average nearly 24 wins a season in Memphis. Congratulations. Uh, have you seen? <laughs> it's a terrible Memphis? conference. Yeah. <laughs> but still, 24 wins is 24 wins. Yeah, and he got run out of town in Memphis. I will say that much. He got yeah. run out of town. Not a great X's and O's guy, in my opinion, but we'll see what happens also, this year. It's also never good when you get a new coach. I hate to say this for if you're a you know, fan, but it's hard to see your team get a coach that is being cheered out of his his exit is being cheered yeah. by the yeah. previous fan. That's yeah. not good. Just never yeah. a good sign. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. not gonna win many games. He has a long leash though, so Can we say that that is Boston College's win? I'll say that, that yeah, will be, that they is. will beat Georgia Most Tech one of, one of the two times they play, yes. They play twice? I do believe so. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, I say they go under last year's win total. I don't even need to look at what their win total was last year. They are going under from what they did last year. Consensus? Ooh, they were they were a 21-win team last year. They were yeah. an IT team. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I forgot they won 21 games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, we, I think if you go back, we probably talked about them as a pretty good team last year. I probably predicted them to be like top six in the ACC. Or something. No, you predicted uh, NC State would be. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll get back never, to that. Missed never opportunity. Forget. Missed never opportunity. Forget. A dollar short and a year listen, late. That's all you were. Listen, that NC so State you, team did not fool me. Cat Barber okay. is the person I'm going to miss the most. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're done with Georgia Tech. Who's next? That's all I want to say. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go under. Wake Forest, quickly. Go. We need to hurry up. We're taking way too long. <laughs> oh, already hurrying us up. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Oh, Guthrie. The, I mean, I almost want you to start talking about him because you were the one that really highlighted the most exciting freshman of last year, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, so, the uh, most, un, what was so, it, the most underrated I freshman agree guard? You. So yeah. they are losing Cody Miller-McIntyre and Devin Thomas, which is our biggest loss. Mm. That's big. But I agree with Guthrie. Bryant Crawford is really good, and I think... Thank you. If he... I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> if he, I foresee that he will continue to improve, and he could be... Really good. I, I think I'm higher on this team than other people are. So you think they're going to finish above 13th where they're projected right now by yes. India? Yes, yes. Okay. I think so. And, uh, I mean, so last year they started out really well. Uh, I think they went like 6-2 and two to start. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this could be good. They beat Indiana, And I remember? Right. They beat Indiana in the challenge and looking great. Maui, yeah. Um, and they, you know, they and then I believe that was when Miller McIntyre came back after his injury, and it kind of messed up their rotation, or they mm-hmm. couldn't figure out how to dole out the minutes really well. I think Danny Manning is a really good coach. I think his if he figures out exactly how to settle down, I think he's a good coach. really good coach. I'm a Danny Manning fan. <laughs> a really good coach would have pushed that team to a oh, higher level oh, last wow. year. I'm sorry. I think that he's a good coach, and that's better. I, that's better. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> I think if he can figure out how Brian Crawford. Um, Wilbekin and Konstantinos Midiglou, who I think is underrated, pretty good. Mm-hmm. He, he at the end of the season, he, I like Midiglou. He fell apart. I mean, his back half of the season was pretty much garbage, but he's got some skills, and um, you know they got to put it all together, figure out how to get the the right rotation that works right, and play right, the best right, guys. Right, right. Doral Moore and Josh Collins give them some bodies to work with in the front court. I think they're going to be able to throw a lot of people at you in the front court, and. I think they're definitely going to wind up better than 13. What about how uh, many games did they win last year? Go ahead, Guthrie. So oh, I was just going to say, in addition to new new players, Randolph Childress's. Kid, oh, that's right. Brandon Childress. That's right. Can't maybe, argue with maybe that. Maybe there's right? some magic there. I don't know. Yeah, 
I feel like we've been I'm let still, down I'm before. Still hopeful. I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful. keep drinking yeah. that Kool-Aid. <laughs> Mike, Mike and I are going to stay grounded and Wait. save the credibility of this Wake podcast. Wake Forest was 11-20 and 20 last year. They were 2-16 and 16 in the ACC. It'd be better than that. Brian but. Crawford is, I think, a top three point guard in the ACC. He he may actually emerge as a top two point guard. I think he'll. I think he has that kind of game. Fire! Um, that being said, uh, they they don't stand a chance in a heavily loaded uh, ACC that is front court driven. Uh, that's the real issue that I see with Wake Forest going forward. I do say that they'll be over their eleven win total last year. They'll be over their two win uh, total from last year within the ACC, but. I don't see them doing anything uh, outrageous or making the tournament. Yeah, it, it's hard to go 2-16 and 16 in the league if you have an actual basketball team with, I don't know, scholarship players. Which, I'm going to say over 2. Oh, definitely over, yeah. yeah. I mean, But I still think they're finishing 13. They're, they're not finishing. They're a solid mid-table ACC team. They're not going to finish. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at a loss for words. So Pitt <laughs> is projected 12th in the ACC this year. Discuss. Ah. <sighs> Okay, See, so that's okay. If we're going to talk about teams that are going to finish thirteenth, potential teams that finish thirteenth, I think Wake is going to finish above Pitt. I this agree. Year. Pitt's going to be garbage. This Pitt, year. Pitt is going to have a very tough year. Uh, you do you, do you hear that? You hear that, listeners? What I hear is value. What I hear <laughs> is value. Okay, uh, everybody's going to be down on Pitt because of their size. I mean, I remember specifically watching that Purdue Boilermakers game last year with Hans Hans the Russian in there versus it, uh, you know, yeah, and Drummond just beating them up inside. They do not have the size to compete in the ACC. I agree with that. But with moving Jamel Artis to the point guard position with Michael Young, yeah, those are two legitimate ACC players. Absolutely. Like, does Wake Forest have? Two legitimate ACC players who you can rely on. That's Brian why Crawford. Brian Crawford, man. Constantinus Mitiglou is like three quarters of one. <laughs> <laughs> three quarters of a legit. Collins and Moore are gonna throw it in there. It's gonna be great. Mitiglou can't stand the court long enough to no. be. I'm with Mike. If Mike is saying that Pitt is better than Wake Forest, Absolutely. I think they will finish. Yeah. So we're than split him. on this. No, Wake yes. Forest is gonna finish better. Than oh, this is good. Yeah. Pitt, yeah. This is good. No, Pitt I, made I, the tournament last year. They were 21 and 12. They finished 9 and 9. Yeah, they ACC. also had a decent coach. Ah, yeah, we haven't yeah. even gotten to yeah. the stalling side. Let's let's talk about that stallings. A, that was a panic. Let's talk about let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about panic hire. <laughs> let's talk about stallings here. Would you rather I, have I, I Would you rather have Kevin Stallings or Josh Pastner as your coach? Oh God, Stallings. <laughs> Kevin Stallings. I mean, he, he built a program at Vanderbilt. Yeah, you guys are wrong. That is this a one. liberal Ma- use. Vegas of the word Mike built. and I. Are, mm. I, uh, anyways, can we wager something you, on this? Yeah, you cannot, <laughs> yeah. you cannot deter me from betting on Pitt for the first 10 games. Okay, I, I have nothing against betting on them. You guys, uh, okay, year, I, mean. I say this decides our end-of-the-season banquet. Who pays? All right? <laughs> wow, that's a bit early. If to... Wake finishes higher than Pitt, Mike and I will front the bill for our end-of-the-season banquet. Oh, that sounds fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Because okay, we deal. are very divided yeah, here. Yeah, okay. Deal. Yeah, very divided. Yeah, let's deal. do it. Okay, All right, great. That's on tape. Great. I'm going to invite Bryant Crawford to our banquet when Wake Forest finishes <laughs> higher than Pitt. It's going to be fantastic. And you're going to have to pay for his Chick-fil-A meal. <laughs> Kevin Stallings is laughing at you right now. And Pitt also uh, has a better home court advantage. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they, they have a great schedule coming up. I mean, they did lose my second favorite player in ACC history, James Robinson. Um, the the birthright of Doey Strange. You loved him. Yeah, I mean, great assist to turnover ratio. Always... 
surprised you that he was that fast, though looking so doughy, and he was so strong. You know that that is the definition of doughy strength, by the way, for those that don't know. Uh, when you come in with that kind of soft appearance, but yet you're it's Charles Barkley. You know, it's a, so, a strong man in a soft body. <laughs> okay, Pitt fans, what's Pitt's ceiling this year? I'm going under with their compared to their win total from last year, but that's okay. not really saying anything because I think we all agree on that. Right. Yeah, yeah they yeah, opened of, what of thirteen course. or fourteen and one. So. <laughs> of course. So, so what? What is their ceiling then? I, I'm going to say they get they, to nine, ten, ten. They get to ten. Ten right? ACC ten wins. wins in the ACC. I'm saying tenth in the league. Oh, tenth oh. in the league. <laughs> See, I think I think that they're a top seven ACC team. I think they finish with Wait, seventeen wins. You think they're a, a top seven team in the I league? I do. Okay, I do. This year, I think they have a great home schedule. Mm. Okay, maybe they could get to. All right, you you might have convinced me of that. Maybe they can get to eight. All right. Okay. I mean, next I just, team. Next team. I think every year there's a team that you're like, oh, you looks good on paper. Sure, they have these people who are all individually pretty decent, and then they completely fall apart and they, you know, finish with two wins in the ACC, like Wake did. With that said, the media That's voted, big. and they projected for the 11th place team this year. They projected the Clemson Tigers to finish 11th in the land. No, Mike. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Mike, wait, who did, who did, Clemson, did you do? Did you read up on Clemson? Oh well, I mean, I, who needs to read up on Clemson when they're ingrained into your DNA? You know, I mean, like <laughs> Clemson is more a part of me than than my children are a part of me. I mean, I pluralize Can you it even your though children's I only names. You're <laughs> no, digging a deeper hole. You're digging a deeper hole. <laughs> Look, I mean, Blossom got game. That's all I gotta say, man. Look, this is this is a guy oh. that is gonna be. All American third team excited for it. I think he Every, actually was third I, I think team everybody, last year. I think he is like the insider's favorite pick to be the ACC player of the year. Right? Yeah, if not, I would agree with that. If yeah. not Grayson yeah. Allen. I think he's the best player in the ACC. Yeah. 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 From a, I, I think he is the best player in the ACC. And he's going to have to do everything for Clemson, so he's going to get tons of chances. Yeah, the real question is whether Blossom Game can continue to shoot the ball as well as he did last year. You know, he was... He made a marked improvement last year. Uh, I think he shot 35, 37% from behind the arc. Uh, that that was a huge jump for him, someone who had shot sub 30%. But will Devontae Grantham be able to contribute? You know, he's an excellent wing player. He really struggled defensively. They'll lose Jordan Roper, who was the steady hand at point, mm-hmm. being taken over by Avery Holmes. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of questions uh, for me on the, the Clemson side of the ball. I do not think that they'll have the year that they had last year. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to take advantage of them when they're down and out, playing at home uh, with eight-point dogs. Uh, there, there's no better team, I think, in the ACC with the now, home court. Up. You said they're not going to have the, the year they had last year, so are they going to be better or worse? Oh, they'll be worse than they were last year. But you just put them in the, your top four. Oh no! Did I? No, I didn't. No. In the teaser, it doesn't have to make sense. No, no, no. He's not either. No, no. They're they're not a top four team for me in the ACC. They are not. Sadly. Well, I feel like you just gave misinformation. Like, oh, did on I? Your, your teaser podcast. We're, we're gonna. Oh, oh, oh! From the teaser podcast. So, I think he got really excited. He got. Yeah, really I, I get very excited. I'm, I'm just teaser. curious. I'm so, the, the, you're you're really weighing the loss of Jordan Roper pretty heavily, then, right? Uh, no, I just don't think that they are defensively a strong enough team to compete in the ACC. No love for uh, Brownell. Think you think his, his they, defensive schemes are, are just not working? No, no, he's a great defensive coach. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that they are. I think that they're tired. I think that his pace. It's his pace of play. They excelled when they accelerated the pace of play last year. 
I don't see them continuing down that road. They they had success, for instance, when they were in Minnesota. You know, I thought that they did a great job of pushing pace there. I saw them back off of that late in the year when they got into ACC play, and they started to back off their pace of play and started to turn into a possession team. And you can't do inside-out game with Avery and Blossom game in Grantham. They're just not that team. Uh, they are hyper-athletic. They are better. Th- they're built to play the style of play that the ACC thrives on now, but I just don't see them taking advantage of that. I, where, I will where say they that playing you- this year? Where are their games being held this year? Little John. They're back at Little John, right? (laughs) That's a problem. Recently renovated Little John. Yeah, Greenville. That's a a problem. That's an issue. Was kind to uh, to Clemson Tigers last year. They were killing people in in Greenville. Here's what I'll say if you want to make a case for their offense, last year they were not great. They're pretty decent in their efficiency, 45th in adjusted offensive efficiency per Ken Palm. But their three point shooting was not really great. It was, I don't know, NCAA average, which is not good for Mm -hmm. ACC. But, you know, like you said, if some of these guys can shoot well, they got um, Avery Holmes coming back, who a uh, pretty good shooter. Um, Blossom game, if he can shoot. And then they have a transfer, Marquise Reed, who shot about 42% from yeah. Robert Morris. Yeah. Mm. So, as it, from three point range. So, right. if they can kind of work in some of that shooting, uh, I think that could really help them out. And, you could see you could see an uptick. Yeah, there he he averaged over fifteen a game for Robert Morris. You know, I thought that if you actually watch him shoot the ball, I mean, there's no better form I think in yeah. in basketball. Right now. So He's why don't we like shooter. this team then? I I just I personally think they're going to win less games than they won last year. Where I, do they finish? I don't last think year? that they'll the be league. a bad team. Somebody somebody has to have the last year's rankings. Yeah, they were seventeen, seventeen, 17 so and fourteen overall. Eighth. Yeah. Yeah, they're not finishing eighth, are they? Yeah, I think maybe eighth. they're finishing eighth again. That's my hot take. Mm. I'm throwing it out there. Okay, that's enough on Clemson. Yeah, I kind of like this team. I really do. You can talk yourself into it, right? Yeah, I mean they have pieces. They might have, if if you have the best player in the league, can you really finish like below the ten spot? They lose uh, Noko. I don't think we've talked about that. Right, they did. Which is yep. their big rim protection, yep. but they still mm-hmm. have um. I don't. Uh, how do you pronounce the name? Sydney. Jide? I don't know, but he's a he's oh, basically Jite. Oh, uh, Jite. He's basically built in the same mold. He's six ten. He's a big rim protection guy. So yeah, yeah. I mean, seventeen and fourteen last year, ten and eight in the ACC. They will be lucky to get to five hundred this year. And they have a guy named Legend on their team. Mike started <laughs> off so high on Clemson, so excited, and now he's just there was a lot of value down. there last year. There's not a lot of value this year. I'm passing. I I think they're going to finish. I think I think they're going to finish higher than last year. I think they're going to have a better record. They they had 17 wins last year, and they lost Jordan Roper. Blossom game is back. That's huge. Holmes is back. I mean, I, I, to me, and like Brownell is feeling the pressure, and I think he knows that he needs to have a year where they go to the tournament, and I think this is the year. Okay. So that's best case scenario. They end up in the tournament as what, like a 12 seed? Right. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very Playing hard. Game. It's Playing gonna be very hard for, for them. Yeah. Clemson right here. Worst case scenario, Jerron Blossom game turns into Ed Scott. How about that reference, boys? <laughs> yeah, Clemson fans, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Ed Scott. Yeah, I'm pulling that one out of the hat. That's worst case scenario for this team. All right, let's move on. At number ten, the media picked Virginia Tech, Taylor's darling this year, to finish tenth. Yeah. Go ahead. I like Virginia De- Tech. defend Virginia Tech. I think that uh, 
I mean, you know, I like Buzz Williams. I think he's a good coach. I think he's really Zach. Zach all day, right? <laughs> I, I think yeah. I think he's building something. <laughs> and I refuse to call him Zach all day. But yes, yeah, so I'm a big fan of Zach Laday. I think he's going to be really good. Um, they mm. Seth Allen, Justin Bibbs, Justin Robinson. Uh, these are guys are going to fill out their perimeter play, and they're going to be able to hit some shots, open up the court. I think you really saw them kind of come into their own last season. I only see it getting better. I have a couple issues, all right? Go. They didn't really lose I, too I much. They, I, they lost very little. Yeah, they, they lost one guy, Jalen Hudson, really, who's like— They had a nice schedule last year also. I will yeah. mention that. Seth Allen's a player who needs the ball. He needs— he needs to be penetrating. He needs a lot of usage, and that's not going to happen this year. I think this is that a, worries me a little bit. I think this is a different. Do you think Seth Allen can play off the ball? Because yes. we've never seen that. I th- I think it's a different Seth Allen than you saw, you know, two years back. Okay, my counter to my just argument right there. Yeah, <laughs> I love Chris Clark. I think he's the best player in this team. Mm. Chris Clark is really good. He's better than Zach Lavey. I think Zach Lavey is the best player. In this okay, team. well you're wrong. <laughs> Zach Lede's coming back to Earth this year. <laughs> He's coming back down. He's returning to this land. He's Zach, returning to this globe. Zach Lede will average. 50 he had a nice a little. He had a nice little orbit, and now he's coming back. And he's going to be back on the ground. Okay. He'll be back to Earth this okay. year. Chris Clark, though, will give them a nice boost. Mm-hmm. He will. He's good. Yeah. No. No. I have remember, you seen this guy in person? Because I have. Yeah, I remember in the Virginia game last year. When he came in, he he came back from injury, and he was he provided yeah, a spark off the bench for sure, for sure. It was he he's incredibly athletic. Well, he's not going to be on the bench this year. Well, he could start the the season on the bench. Uh, yeah, no, no, that guy's okay. playing. That guy's playing. Trust me. No, I, I agree. I think he's going to play a lot. But in, in any case, I think it's Zach Lede's team. Well, who's their starting? Right. What's their starting lineup then? Who's going to play? Who's going to play the three for them? It's going to be very similar to last year. So Justin Robinson, Seth Allen are going to be in the backcourt. Justin Bibbs, Zach Lidey. They well, should go small. That is pretty small. Football start. I mean, that is pretty small. I mean, who, Chris Clark needs to be on the court. Right. Okay. So Black is the only guy saying, over six eight in that in that roster. Right there, yeah. No, in no, that lineup. They, yeah. He definitely needs Chris to recruit. Clark? What is he like six six six? He's a long so, six six. Yeah, he is. But so are you saying they drop Bibbs? Like Bibbs is their sure. best shooter, right? Like that's that's a fair. Oh no, you could drop assessment. drop Blackshear then, because I mean he's probably out for the season anyway, right? Right. I mean let me, let's let's take him in. Yeah, Bibb, Bibb and, shot forty five percent from three point range last yeah. year. I, I mean, mean so, you can't. You get, he's a starter. I, I, I think, mean, look, I think he let's, starts. Let's take a minute and credit Buzz though for bringing excitement uh, back into Blacksburg for college basketball. I mean, yeah, they, since when have we a, ever talked about Virginia Tech? They've for done a great than... job on the recruiting trail. They've done a great job assembling a. An active athletic team for this year. I think I think they'll put up some points. I think they'll play well. They, they still do, play in a dungeon. Record wise, <laughs> Ken Palm was upset at you for saying that last year. That that's listen, probably why gave, he, That's why he's questionable. Oh, he's for a this Virginia year. Tech guy. I forgot about that. Yeah. I gave Ken Palm Palm credit last year. I said you're one of two Virginia Tech basketball fans. The other one's Chris Coleman. Um, <laughs> Look, I they mean, might have like they might get up to twenty this year, right? Can we say there might be 20 Virginia Tech basketball fans alive this year? Oh, wow. That's might, strong. That's, that's, wow. A, that's a big number. Wow. That's all I'm saying. Um, no, let's let's give credit to Buzz. He's created excitement in Blacksburg. I think that their schedule this year is not conducive to a more than five wins in the ACC, unfortunately. they All their home games are against kind of powder puff teams. I, it's going to be a tough road ahead for Virginia right, I'm Tech. I'm going case. I went case against, then I went case for, and now I'm going case against. Again, all right? <laughs> You're going for it. I was a little bit 
Did you guys hear Buzz's comments during Media Day? Oh, no. Give it to me. That's what you're here for. Give me the Media Day comments. Yeah. Like how he's kind of bored with basketball and he's more into developing young men. He might he might be outsmarting himself because he's a very cerebral coach. That was just incredibly him. cerebral. So he's gone full character coach. Yeah, that was just the like I'm he just needs a new challenge. Character. I, mean, that's just, I think he just needs fine. a new challenge and Oh, he's got we'll challenge see. enough coaching Virginia Tech in the ACC. Yeah, he'll, he'll be he, fine. He expresses himself through flashy blazers, and he also <laughs> and his mighty mouse yes. tattoo. He doesn't. He doesn't win all those kids recruiting sitting on those couches. Uh, you know, by talking about wins and losses, he talks about character and character building. You should go uh, back to his his presser. Go back to the podium at media days. A little. All right, we're gonna play that. Strange. We're gonna play that clip. Maybe number nine. Miami is projected ninth in the league. I think that is too low. <laughs> Discuss. I mean, so you think it's too low. I think it's about right, maybe even too high. They lose a lot of guys. I mean, they basically lose. Tell all, me who they lose. Angel? Know they, they lose lost. Angel. Angel. Angel, excuse me. And Sheldon. They lose Sheldon. They lose Jakiri. That's a big deal. He's like there. He was their mobile rim protector. He made a lot of things happen. Jakiri right is the biggest loss yeah, for any single team in the ACC. Uh, they they lost. <laughs> Mike, Mike became friends with Jakiri. I'm 100% after college. serious. They, on that. they uh, <laughs> lost Useda, who hit a lot of big threes for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stretch four. Uh, yeah, he could stretch the court. Yeah. Bench, yeah. I mean, they lost okay. their they, impact basically players. Yeah. They've got Jaquan Newton. No, 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 no. Hold up. Newton I got to call you out come- on this, okay? Because you say that he didn't hit big threes. He was hitting threes in his minutes, which came early in the game. He was not a crunch time guy. But for it was it was important for them to have those that shooting. Well, then what is a big three? When you say a okay, big no, three, no, I what I a- say is like in crunch time. Right. I don't think a big three counts. Oh man, he had a big three in the first five. Minutes of the game. Okay, I will retract that. I'll not say he wasn't hitting big Good. threes in the buzzer beaters, but he was. It was important for them to get that shooting. And yeah, to he, get had, that he extra, had a few big stretch yeah. threes. Uh, I few. I saw two big ones in that UVA game. That was the only time I ever saw him shoot the ball well. I know he was an excellent shooter. I shouldn't say that. Well, just but look, it's you lose, important you to have another Angel, body. Of, you lose Sheldon McCallum. I mean, he was an excellent, excellent. Mike and his pronunciations. <laughs> it, Definitely <laughs> not in midseason four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is his name not McCallum? McClellan. There are too many L's. Are there three L's it's in like, there? It's like there are. There are as many like L's the as they're going to take this same year. Same last name. Not related. <laughs> Anyways, and they also lost Jakari, which again, I'll reemphasize, was the single biggest loss by a single player in the ACC. Did you look him up after he graduated? Do you know where he is? Oh, I, I'm so excited I hope for you story. did. I hope you can tell us. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to go with Brazil, but you tell me. I don't know. Maybe our listeners can... Help us out here. Oh, you don't know? No, I don't know. Where oh, are the, where'd man. he go? Let's I want find him, him. I want him playing. Let's like, bring him on the podcast. Yeah, Let's want, get him in here. I want him on the FIBA circuit just dominating people. In, I, I prefer if he's actually not even in basketball. If he's just a volleyball player. That would be excellent for me. <laughs> I just, I, I thought he was a great competitor and a great teammate. I think you just want him to be your neighbor. It, it <laughs> would be good. great. It, it, he could move in. It he was really important for him that he could be rim protection, but he was also... Pretty good at moving with screens, not super mobile, but like pretty decent about you know moving his feet on defense and allowing them to extend the defense right. way out. Larinaga and Miami hung their hat on their defense last year. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really where a lot of their early success came from. A lot of their late season success as well. Yeah. Um, 
And they're not going to have that. This so year. the case for well, Miami would be they've got Newton and Reed coming back, who both showed yeah. some really great stuff last and year. And Kamari Murphy. And Kamari Murphy, who's mm-hmm. like another, big another on the boards, like Oklahoma mm-hmm. State athletic. transfer. Yeah. And yep. they've so, done they've done well with transfers. Bruce Brown Wait. supposedly should provide some shooting. And the case is that all those guys take a step forward. And Larinaga, who is an amazing coach, I love Jim Larinaga. He's the best. If he you talk the about the yoga again, I mean, he's. I mean, if he does another butterfly release with his team. They will win the national championship, hands down. I think. Dwan Huel is their big. He's a freshman big, right? Yes. That's yes. who he added? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he, he is. 6'11, 220. You know, it's hard to go against good coaches. But I, it's I hard think, to do that. I think Miami runs in cycles, and Larinaga, with older guys, he all, you know, he'll take a team full of seniors that are no names or not heralded prospects or they came off a transfer from someplace and he will turn that team into, you know, a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. He's done well with some younger guys too. I think you want to remember the Larkin era. Yeah. I I just Mm. think that this year is kind of one of the down years and then maybe next year is like the up year again. I I, I will say that Reed is an impact impact player. I thought he was last year when we talked about him. Uh, But, you know, they finished 27 and eight last year. They're 13, not doing that and, well. 13 and 5 in the ACC. Yeah. You lost everything. Where do you come in this year? I mean, year? you ex- you have to have Newton and Reed be the guys. Be, be, be the new I mean, Rodriguez to, and McCallum. They McClellan. have to step up. And like, yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible name. <laughs> um, so where are they finishing? So I, I think you said they were predicted to be ninth in the ACC. As yeah, much as I, I loved, they're, they're going higher. As much as I loved Miami last year, I'm going to actually give that a I'll, – I'll say that's accurate. I'll say – Nine, yeah, tenth or eleventh, spot on nine. Mm. Where where are you going, Wake Forest Luke? man? I'm Wake. going above. You, you guys think Notre Dame's going to finish higher than Miami? I don't you really think do. That. I guess we're finishing. We're we're losing spot. I mean, there are fifteen teams. So yeah, I'll say that Notre Dame will finish ten. Okay, so here's who we have below. We we have a consensus: BC, yeah. Georgia Tech, yeah. Wake, and Pitt down there. Even though uh, we disagree on Wake and Pitt, you guys. You guys I think are, I think Wake could easily creep up. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's going to go Wake, Pitt, Miami. <laughs> no, from the bottom, it's going to go BC, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Miami. You know Wake. what? You know who else I trust Miami over? That Florida State team. Oh, yeah. Bit us on the butt last year. That's right. Oh, dude. It's I'm, like, it's I'm, like I'm, you guys dude, are like little. This is the year, man. I don't know. This is the year. I'm not. I'm not. Remember, this remember year. this time last year when we were excited. Remember this time That's... every year, Florida State. Time to make the leap. <laughs> Let's go Seminoles. And then a year, a season later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well. well, what a great sway- segue because they are projected <laughs> eighth in the league this year. Ooh, give me the bacon. I've got some Keep questions. Keep the eggs. <laughs> you have questions. Wow, you have a little like. <laughs> okay. Who's leading our Florida State discussion? Hmm. Silence. Who, yeah. Good. good. Wait. Nobody's fighting the good fight. Huh? Oh, it was me. Okay. They lose. Leonard Hamilton. They lost Beasley to the to the draft. Bunny Colvin, Hamsterdam. This is Hamsterdam didn't work out. That's all I want to say. Yeah, he tried. Great idea. Hamsterdam didn't work out. There's my analogy for Leonard Hamilton. Back. Okay. Yeah. So so they they lost they lost a few seniors. No more Boris. Boris is gone. No more Beasley. Nobody's crying about that. Oh, big fish. Big fish. No longer. No no one's crying about Boris. Yeah. Yeah. He actually. I want to say he was like second in blocks, like career blocks at Florida State. Something like that. It's something crazy. Um. Yeah. So they lost Beasley to the draft. Bacon stayed, which I thought I always found. Is Ojo interesting. around for year seven? Yeah. This is this is his last year. Wow. I think of eligibility. 
And this has to be year seven for Ojo. <laughs> well, he was he Wait. was out. He was redshirted last year. Medical redshirt. He he like broke his foot or something. Yeah, I was about to say feet too big. Like what? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he was tried like to... they had to make him like a size thirty two, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just a very large man. Yeah. Oh, I'm still laughing about feet too big. Sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, okay, okay. So Dwayne Bacon. Dwayne, wait, don't don't just wash over Dwayne Bacon. Well, I mean, you we, look like you were about to start listing people. Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> but, uh, like we all know Dwayne Bacon from last year. We've seen what he can do. He's a beast. Is he going to be first team All ACC? No, no chance. Dwayne Bacon is not even their guy. He's not even the guy on that team this year. It's going to be Jonathan Isaac, who's their, like, mm. you know, the stud whatever, the stud, you know, yeah. Harold the guy. He's oh. going to be the guy. I'm just XRM saying. will have something to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, thing, the thing with... The I mean, thing, I love XRM. I Yeah, I do too. You could pay... I would buy a ticket to just watch him shoot, like, 50 footers in a gym by himself all day long. I'm no, yeah. I have no doubt that's what he practices yeah. all day. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I'm let's be honest. You know the best player on their team is going to be Jonathan Isaac. If the, if the hype, he is comes true. to town this year, they come to town this year and I'm going to tell him what you said. I'm going to say, you know what, Xavier, this guy, I know he doesn't think you're the guy on this team and he's going to start laughing at you, Taylor. I'm, I mean, it, he might, he might not be the deservingly the guy, but I think he thinks he's the guy. If XRM ends up being the guy, you know. Let me tell you something, all right? Then it's going to be bad news for Florida State. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm not yeah. that's no, why I, I'm not bullish on this team. I'm not either. And I'll tell you what, you know why I think he thinks he's the guy? Because after that first year when he burst onto the scene, got a lot of love. Got a lot of love. And it's hard to go back after you get all that love and your projected preseason yeah. first team last year, which he was, right? Yeah, wow. he was up there. Maybe. Really? Yeah. At the end of the previous season, that Miami game where he scored like 24 right. points. I was going to say, no one has had Dude. a better four minutes than him. Oh, my that, like, God. That made his... That, was, career, an, right? that yeah. was an insane... So that's where the legend started. Oh, yeah, I agree with and you. And things didn't go well last year. I'm not high on Florida State either. But I'm I've been saying, burned too many times. Once you have that early in, in your career and you're an upperclassman, you don't really have a shift in attitude generally. He, he still is going to want the ball. And he's going to want to be the guy. You know, I love that about him. The best players want the ball in their hands when the game is on the line. But you just said Isaac's I the love guy. that. Yeah, he should be. We should. Well, I, he's I, I thought you said he okay, is the guy. So he's going to be the best player on their team. Disagree. It's going to be Bacon. It's Bacon's team. Like, there's a reason. There's a reason. Wasn't even Bacon's he, team last year. He averaged 15.8 uh, I mean, points a was. game. He was <laughs> first first on the team in terms of points per game. Okay, yeah. Okay. The, the ball's in his point. hand a lot. It's going to be in XRM's hand. It's going to be in Bacon's hand. They have a great schedule. Look, there's. I'm going to say right now, this is my value pick of the year. I think if you're going to pick a team that's going to outperform consistently, it's going to be Florida State. I think they actually go into ACC play undefeated. I think that oh, they they are 12 and 0 when they are playing Wake Forest at home. Oh man, I I'm putting it out there. That's I think they're that good. I think that Dwayne Bacon. I think XRM. I think I think the team that they have with Isaac as a centerpiece, Jarquez Smith, they're going to be an excellent basketball so team. Let, let's just qualify that by saying they play uh, Florida and they play Minnesota and maybe you know George Washington, TW. They'll and win then, the preseason. And then every other game is like Nickel State. They play Temple, Winthrop. Yeah, Temple. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Temple. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, all right, guys, I, I've they, got one more question. They're not going to be 12 and 0 going into AC. They're not going to be undefeated going into AC play, ACC play. Okay. You guys are okay. rambling on about the schedule. I don't care about the Florida State's not covered schedule. Here's a question. You know how coaches can get better? Coaches can get better at coaching. And you know what? I think coaches can get worse too. Yep. And I think Leonard Hamilton is getting worse as a coach. Yep. I I do are not disagree. Are we sure he's a good coach anymore? He used to be. I think he is compensating for his either lack of lack of caring of X's and O's by recruiting better. I don't know. But I agree with you. I mean, the thing was last year, right, they had stretches where they would put it all together and it would look really great. And then they had stretches where it was just like super sloppy. And I mean, that's what I worry about. They finished with a 18% turnover ratio, which is not that great. I mean, you have to be better than that if you're going to be a well, contender. The know? narrative for Leonard has been, oh yeah, he, Leonard Hamilton, He's he knows his stuff, really good coach. Well, then how come that team doesn't make the tournament anymore? Well, the thing just my question. But, look, so, Leonard Hamilton teams have gone to the postseason eleven of the past fourteen seasons. Right, but, yeah, but it, not the, the last yeah, three. Right? Yeah, there, there's a downward trend, and I think it it starts with defense. They made like, the NIT. Like okay, last, the NIT counts. Oh, what do you? <laughs> but like the last few years, their the defense Florida wasn't State, terrible last year. It's been bad by Leonard Hamilton standards. Okay. It's like there were moments. There were moments last last See, season. See, that's where the they, thing. If you they, look at the like numbers for them last year, they weren't. As bad as you would, I mean, well, they won twenty games last year. Yes, they did, and they <laughs> will win more than that this year. They're going to be a top five ACC team. Wow, top five We're ACC team. I'm talking. banging on the no, table. That's a sound. No, that no, could, no that could absolutely happen. Top five. I mean, it could Absolutely. happen, but it's not. Gonna you guys were just a year <laughs> early. You guys got burned last hey, no, year. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon again. Come I like with it. me, Guthrie. Yeah, I like can it, we, can we wager against them? I'm can very, we wager something else? Well, since <laughs> you guys are out of your minds, paying for dessert at our end of season banquet. <laughs> <laughs> Florida State. Paying, top paying five for the for drinks, <laughs> which will be the biggest bill. Yeah, That's that, the biggest tab. That oh, is God. the dessert. Yeah. We're gonna have to write all this. So down. Luke and I are are low on Florida State. You guys are are Florida State. I'm not low. I'm just saying. There's no way they're finishing top five. Top five. I, I, I think it's. I could see them sneaking into yeah. my top five. Fifth, I mean no. number five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more team to go, and then we're gonna have to push to a second part. Uh, let's finish eating our vegetables with Notre Dame, projected seventh in the conference this year. I'm not gonna say much about this because I have a lot to say about the next team. So you guys go ahead and leave. Okay, let's. We're they're losing uh, Demetrius Jackson, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, that's a big loss. They're losing arguably a bigger loss. I think Mike went to Zach August. Big. I mean, he was their one true inside guy. Um, they've got Vasturia coming back. VJ Beecham, big weapon coming back. Um, Bonzi Colson. Um, and then a bunch of guys who didn't see a ton of time, but, uh, you know, Matt Farrell, uh, Matt Ryan, Rex Fluger, Puffluger. <laughs> Who has worse hair than you? Oh, I, I was just about to yeah. say, you know, I know Luke will call me out on this, but I respect his hair game. You know, he's he needs a little work, but he's trying. I respect it. He's trying something. Um, we need an updated picture on Twitter or something so people can see how ridiculous <laughs> you look. And not a huge, not a super heralded freshman class coming in. Um, but so basically, they are gonna any size that they once had, which was only Zach August. They're yeah. going to lose it. Yeah. Um they're losing their 
main, you know, obviously the center of their offense, Demetrius Jackson. And I just, I think all the things that were bad about Notre Dame last year, the defense notably, mm. are going to remain bad about Notre Dame. And I think their offense is not going to rise to the level. I just, you know, I, I was the one person here last year who liked Notre Dame. Right. And you were right. And yeah, I, you're you were right. right. You got yeah. us. Yeah. Where did the, where, do you remember where Notre Dame finished in the AC, or in the, in the uh, NCAA tournament last year? They made the Elite Eight. Yeah. They lost mm-hmm. to North Carolina yeah. when it was the all-ACC side of the bracket. Yeah. Where it was they had North them, Carolina they had and nice Notre draw. Dame. Yeah, they had a great draw. But, but I was still. all in. I mean, their offensive efficiency was incredible, and that's what you need. You get hot, you start shooting, you win some games, you're active. That's what they got. Look, let, I don't think they're going to have can I say quite one, the potential to do one that. One thing about Notre Dame last year. Yes, they uh, exceeded expectations. But did you really trust that team? Because I remember showing up to the ACC tournament, the semifinals, okay? And I remember showing up and for Notre Dame, North Carolina, and I said, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? There's no way that they're going to compete with North Carolina. I ask like, myself I'm wasting that every my morning time. when I look in the mirror. What am I doing here on this planet? Sorry. And they proceeded to get demolished by like 30 points. So yeah, I, I mean, remember that. Yeah, they yeah, were. God, that a, they over. They down. they exceeded expectations last year, but that was never a team who I was like, wow, yeah, they're they are. That's a yeah. good. They are really good. I never said that. I know they made the Elite Eight. Congratulations. So did Syrac- Syracuse made the Final Four last year. Good gracious. We're going to get to them. Ooh. Yeah, so what, let's, let's, the record let's was 24 that. and 12 for Notre Dame. They were 11, under. And, 11 under. and 7 for the ACC. Under. Yeah, way under. This way team is going to finish. I, I They're going to finish in double-digit land this year. So mm. like 10, 11. I could see them 10, 11. Will they, I don't think they're going to be very Will good. they make the NCAA tournament? No. I was very anti them making the NCAA no. tournament last year. Will I they do it this so. year? It's no. not going to happen. It's not last year. Wow. So this is like the year from hell for Notre Dame fans, considering how, <laughs> how awful their football team is. I mean, I just oh, want to yeah. say nothing has ever made me happier in my life than just a second ago when Luke told me I was right. He was. <laughs> so that's, the, that's the you were right attention that I crave. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> You're also going to be right about Florida State. Right, we're on not the same being page a top today. five team. Oh, uh, okay. Notre okay. Dame right. has finished fifth or better in the ACC five of the last six years. Oh my gosh, that is a that's that's right. That is correct. What? It's not happening this year. All right, that, uh, yeah, I love Notre Dame, but it's not happening. This year. All right, this no, is okay. obviously that's going insane. to a part two, guys. Stay tuned. Check out part two. It's coming your way on next. We're going to take a look at the top tier. We're going to take a look at the top four, which are the double buys, or at least who we think are going to be the double buys. That's all coming up. And also, Taylor, give us the information. Plug how people can get in touch with us on Twitter and also how they can subscribe if they haven't subscribed already because you need to do that. You can find us on iTunes or any of your uh, favorite podcast service. Just search for us, ACC Basketball Degenerates. Please subscribe and like us. Leave us some comments. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at ACCBballDegens. That's A-C-C-B-B-A-L-L-D-E-G-E-N-S. Send us an email, accbballdegens at gmail.com, and like us on Facebook. All right, there it is. Stay tuned for part two.